getting raked raked through the coals again on Twitter. <laughs> Holy shit, man. It's crazy. You can't win, though. I can't win. When I'm not have... even trying to win this time, and I'm getting pounded even worse. Hey, let me ask you a question. I'm all ears. That's not true, but let me ask you a question. Yep. Would you, from your vantage point, consider me an expert in anything? Very few things. What might one of them be? <laughs> um, I would say uh, the art of the deal. I think you're an expert in. I've seen a lot of people, and I've and I, I commend you on that by far. I have lots to learn from you there. I know there's more expert people in land development compared to me, though. <laughs> you're my expert, so right. you're my you know. But I know you would tell me that there's guys out there who are ten levels above you because they've been doing it for twice as long. Sure. Um, but as far as who who my land development expert is, it's you. So 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 here, let me stop you there. Okay. TK. Yeah. I have a deal for you that it's you would not believe. Yeah. I have already, with my superior negotiating skills and my <laughs> art of the deal skills, yeah. put everything together in a beautiful package just for you. Okay. Um, this are you going to buy it? Me. Well, are you going to buy it? Well, I mean, it sounds tailored and customized to me, right? And because I trust you, then I would say, you know, what's, yes, what's my entry point? I'm in. You would just buy it. You'd say, yes, here, let's go. Sign, sign here. Let's do it. Uh, um, if you told me that this was the deal to buy, then I would say, no problem, Daryl. I, I trust you. Let's go. Whoa. That didn't go the way I anticipated it, TK. I gotta tell you. Yeah. But it is eye-opening. Yeah. Most a lot people, of eye-opening things going on. Uh, most people lately. should say. My advice to one of my clients would be. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my advice to one, you know, ask them to send you the package. Let's review it. Let's go over all the materials. Let's ensure it's, you know, it's uh, sound, uh, sound analysis of, you know, the market conditions and the deal itself, and and then we'll make a decision, right? But you would just fucking jump right in. Based on like the last little while that, you know, we've been working on stuff. If you were like, I've got the deal and it's ready to go. And I think that that would be a pretty, I, I know you would not be putting yourself in that deal unless it was a good deal. I'm a hundred percent sure. Mm -hmm. I try to bring mm -hmm. you bad deals all the time. You never, you don't take them. <laughs> this, Make uh, yeah. It, well, it's not going it where you want to go. Okay, let's start no, no, again. No, let's start good. again. No, 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 no. Okay. Please don't. This is okay. fantastic. It's very eye-opening for me. Okay. Because I put out a tweet, and apparently, I'm really, really stupid. Because I think that buying a pair of jeans and home ownership, or buying a home, are identical things. I, I, I'm, I said, a, I said something to the effect of like. How can you blame realtors for for selling you the property and you, you you're it's all their fault? And like, what about the girl in the mall who tells you your ass looks really sexy in those jeans? Right. 
and you buy a pair of jeans that you don't fucking need or maybe you can't fucking afford or you put on your credit card that's like max to, to the hilt right yeah and people went bananas <laughs> bananas and because everybody it's like text everybody just picks up the little piece that they like to fucking yeah. attack but i'm getting i'm getting attacked by some pretty important people at least they're important to me right i'm yeah. getting i'm getting like raked through the coals by people that i would never have expected and for like i just can't believe the 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 perspectives on things but may, maybe it's my perspective that's skewed because maybe I'm, people I'm, think i'm uh more than i think i am i'm gonna tell you something that's really relevant to our show today i'm so like you know, I'm, I guess I'm naive. I'm I'm pro, you know, open market. I believe realtors have a great value to society. I think there's a many, many great realtors. And I think that I give people the benefit of the doubt. I have met lots of bad realtors, sure. And, and, and the advice they give their clients and stuff like that. I'm meeting and hearing about more and more over the past 24 months than ever before. And this marketplace really, really opens my eyes to the... Um, victims right i never really thought of the consumer as the victim you know i assumed the people trying to get into the market later on would be like they got to pay more now right so it's like okay who are them but these poor people who the realtors would lie to them about getting a mortgage and then then they can't get the mortgage and they don't want to commit fraud and now they're going to lose their deposit and worse get get you know sued for any damages it's not a victimless crime right and so i i i I see why people are upset with realtors. There needs to be some serious change. And I don't think you should defend realtors. I think me defending realtors is is pointless and hopeless and endless. And it's the same thing for you. Stay out of it. Right? I'm not defending realtors. Well, that comment, that tweet sounded like you're, you know, I, trying to take some of the weight off the shoulders of the realtors. And right now is not the time, you know. You know when there's all those like sensitive things like when comedians tell I jokes know. too soon yeah, and all that stuff. It's too right soon. now it's too soon, you know. But, you got to you got to There's a chill. lot of people that have been implicit in this. And this has been my point. And people are going crazy. Like I was in the Twitter space the other day and a lot like before this this expose came out and yeah listen you could hear in the voices people were freaking out that that this was going on and i'm sure there's a lot of people that when they heard about this were like oh shit i hope did i'm not in this did yeah they, did they see me was, on the, me? Was, was that guy holding a video camera yeah. and listen yeah. you could hear it in the space like you could hear i, I mean the, the word soft fraud was thrown around like it didn't mean anything right and it was mm -hmm. like even we talked about it everybody's pretending right now that you know they're here to save the planet and that they're the good guy but over the last decade i guarantee you these people were not as good as they're pretending to be right now people have done some mm. things to get people into houses forever yeah. And this is nothing new. And if everybody just wants to go, oh, hey, I, it, it was him. He's underneath me. I had nothing to do with it. And we saw that yeah. in the expose. I mean, the guy from Home Life. Oh, my God, what a disaster. Can you imagine what's going I, on at Home Life so, right now? So <laughs> I know the master franchise owner of Home Life, right? It's a company that I used to work for at one point. Oh, and my dad's still a big right. part of the, 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 the corporate uh, side of things. And uh, so I was talking to my dad last night because I, I sent him the video. And, you know, he gave me, you know, just like a, a simple thing, which was, you know, 
it's not it's not the apples. brand itself it's it's, yeah. it's 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 the type of people that the brand attracts right it's it's a it's a budget type of brand so you get a bunch of budget type of people you know who are trying to save money on franchise fees and all that kind of stuff right but the master franchiser at the end of the day the only thing he cares about is selling franchises and the broker of record only cares about having 3000 agents in his office yeah. and no one's really ever worried about the brand because at the end of the day it's just a numbers game getting more and more and more people right so incentives are fucking way out of line with like what what yeah. we need this is the yeah. story it keeps yeah. going on and getting worse and worse and hey frankfurt tells the truth and everybody thinks i've lost my mind because i say hey guys guess what everybody's doing it this is not a secret okay know, not everybody right. please there's yeah i know there's some angels out there in the real estate market and there's some people with good morals 100 percent Stop overgeneralizing every fucking word that comes out of my mouth. It's yeah. happening and everybody knows it. I don't care for that. For the 10% of people that really don't know it's going on or who haven't like, hey, what's your income on your credit card uh, uh, application? Like, uh, like, yeah, OK, there's people <laughs> that are totally honest, but like if they yeah. want the fridge. Yeah. And the guy at Bad Boy is going, hey, just put well, like, you know, uh, if you yeah. include all the free coffees that I take from the lunchroom, you know, I'm about ninety three thousand two hundred sixty three dollars, you know, I mean, but who's counting? And everybody went crazy because I said, listen, and this is the truth. I don't give a shit. OK, the truth is, is there's mortgage brokers because some of us can't get a mortgage from the bank mm -hmm. and the mortgage brokers they know how to get us a mortgage. And it's not just because they know how. They do things, right? They do things that we don't know what to do. That Even maybe... the most honest brokers, which our guest today, do we have a guest today? Yeah. Our and guest he's today a mortgage is broker. Give us... This is a great conversation. Amazing. Per perfect Amazing. So perfect maybe we should bring him in. Let's bring Let's him in. bring him in. Enough of my, my babbling. Welcome to the Urban Toronto Pro Monthly Report. I'm economist Ash Navabi. In this month's report, developers proposed 5.48 million square feet of gross floor area in nine new development applications to the city of Toronto. This represents a 25% drop in GFA proposed over the same month last year. Developers also proposed 13% fewer units, as well as 14% less residential GFA per unit. This decrease in activity was largely driven by interest rate hikes by the Bank of Canada. But borrowing costs weren't the only thing rising in 2022. Continued inflation meant construction costs were also on the rise, as well as drops in demand meant increases in uncertainty about the future of the market. For a complete breakdown of these numbers and figures, as well as up-to-date news and information about the development industry in the GTA, visit urbantoronto.ca. Enough of me getting everybody in trouble, TK. Yeah. How did you hang on for this long? That's what I want to know. There he is. There he is. All right, Mr. Mark. Mark. How hey, are you? Mitchell. Welcome Good. to the show, sir. Happy to be here. Big Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. Big fan. Holy Likewise. cow. I love your channel, man. I love it. I get so much insight from your channel. It's amazing. Oh, it's great to hear. I appreciate that. You're in London, right? Yeah. Amazing. How long? How long have you been doing uh, the YouTube channel, Mark? Uh, about a year and a half now. Consistently. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's we're, killing we're, it. What are we at, Daryl? We're at two years. Sixteen years, it feels like. No. <laughs> no. We're about we're two like years two, too, right? Two Same and a half years. Yeah. Pandemic came, hiding in our basements. Got into it. Wanted, wanted to talk about stuff. We did it first, just between us on Zoom, and and maybe with other people. And then we're like, we should record. We should go and get a channel, right. and uh, we have fun doing it. You've done a much better job than us. That's for yeah. sure. Beautiful. Uh, I, like, I like the work you guys do. It's uh, it's really interesting every week. So I make sure Thank I tune you. in. 
Oh, Thank appreciate you. Yeah. that. That's just, amazing. We try to just bring on people and talk about different topics. And man, the timing of you what today being on yes. our show is. I hope fantastic. you're ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> that worked out, didn't it? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> we were just uh, we just started our discussion about that uh, that that I, I imagine you watched the uh, the expose. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. it was kind of ha- like did. a hatchet piece. Did anybody notice a a, a pattern or a theme in there or? Am I yeah. am I a racist? Going, they were going after yeah, yeah, they were going after realtors pretty hard. That's but uh, it seemed I, like it was like a certain um, so the South uh South, East or South Asian, Asian. Uh, community, yeah. 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 So they seem to be they seem to be putting them up and obviously like that the brokerage, good guys that brokerage guys too, right? White. Yeah. Like they they really maybe could have softened it up with the brokerage, but it was like um, what do they say? Shade or sketchy? I think they used the word sketchy, and then they okay. showed the logo of the brokerage, right? So, yeah, that's um, you know, it's they're 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 right, and they're and they're taking it personally. And CBC is always about making sure that the consumer uh, is protected, and and these this is something that needs to bring to light. What what do you? What's your take on it, Mark? Well, I mean, well, I see it all the time um, in, in my business. I, I usually see it from the consumers coming to me to get the. To see if I'll, I'm uh, to see if I'm one of those brokers. Yeah, they um, actually they think see. you might be like they watch your oh, YouTube yeah. channel and they think Mark Mitchell might be one of the bad guys. I don't know if they've seen the channel, right. um, but yeah, I've had they're just looking. Say, yeah. yeah, and I said, well, my friend says that that he can get documents done, so can can you do it for me too? And it's well, obviously it's right away at no. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really what I see on my end, and I do see a few realtors that, that have said, you know. I don't care how you get it done. Just get it done. Get her done, baby. Let's go. Exactly. Let's go. I'll I got give a you commission an extra on the point. line. That's I right. got a yeah. big commission here. Come on. Don't drop the ball. Yeah, you could. They've got commission breath when they say it. That's for sure. What would what would what would they say to you? So what would somebody call you uh, a, a um, consumer or, or a realtor? What Who would, would do it more? Is it that did you say the consumer would would approach you more with this or the or the agents? More so the consumers. Consumers. OK. Yeah. So and what are they saying? I've got a friend that says you can really? just make these documents work. Um, my friend got this, my friend got that. So, you know, and, and just, so just do make you, it work. And and do you ever get applications and you look at them and you're like, oh my God, like really? I've seen yeah. this company 18 times already, like right in this same phone number. You do get some apps and you can tell they've altered the documents. You can okay. tell right away the T4s look different, the fonts are off, there's... Because they, they, people that do it themselves, right? The consumers don't know exactly what to look for, which I guess that's why they have professionals do it, as we saw on the on the, the true North special. mortgage guys were were yeah they know, them like how they spotted it, right? Yeah, they know how to spot it. So if you're looking for it, yeah, it, it's not too tricky well, that's, to figure out. You know what? Out, that was right? actually if funny, you're though, looking for it, exactly. Like yeah, Mark, what is? And this is just a, a very upfront question. What's the risk for the mortgage broker if they just sort of turn a blind eye and say well it looked all good to me and they rely on the underwriter to do their job (laughs) that never happens what's the risk for the mortgage broker well you get a bad reputation if that happens too often they're gonna know the lenders will know that you're uh, you're facilitating fraud either you're negligent or you're doing it on purpose yeah Um, Mm -hmm. once is fine well it's not fine but once people acceptable it's acceptable exactly yeah. But if it becomes a pattern, then you won't be able to submit to the lenders anymore. So, so you'll either be too incompetent for them to want to work with or criminal. Too dangerous. And, and, and too so dangerous to yeah. work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Because I imagine 
like you're great at your job, but I imagine you're not an expert in forged documents and uh, you know handwriting analysis and all these other things that high level sophisticated operations could pull off. Well, it didn't used to be part of the requirements of the position, right? That's right. They they te- they do teach you some basics on how to look for fraud when you when you take the the mortgage courses. Really? Um, but no, obviously we didn't go for the the handwriting analysis or anything. Right. But yeah. you get you get a feel for how it's going to look. Um, mm-hmm. There's some very obvious some, some patterns that they use when they're going to submit fake documents. So you do get an idea for, of it as as you go along. Yeah, like that's that's an issue, right? Because you've really got. You're dealing with the public. Like I, I deal with the, more with the public than you know the typical realtor. I'd say you know most of the time you're dealing with friends and family, and mm-hmm. I'm on a team, so we deal with more of like a public image. So yeah, all this time we get little funny calls and and stuff like that because you know we're just we're out there, and so you get the people who are trying to take advantage and, and sure. to try to just pick out the public face and 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 see what they can get away with. And you being on YouTube and and you know advertising and all that kind of stuff, you're not just dealing with friends and family. That's right. Yeah. You're getting sure. strangers come to your door all the time. Posts. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, go ahead. can we, can we back up like one notch and just say like, why did mortgage brokers even become a thing? Like why? Like, I mean, it started at the bank and you had somebody working at the bank. Right. And they were just right. like, they were pushing mortgages. And then all of a sudden there's a, I don't know when this happened, but now there's an outside entity who has a vested interest in making sure that you get a mortgage, right? Like that's the business model. It's only like, it's not a public service. It's not for the greater good. It's like, you're an intermediary to help. Why is it like, not for the public service or greater good? Because Carol? it's not, it's, it, it's what do you just mean? not. They help get better rates and compare different, they, they answer their phone after bank hours. They do a lot get, of stuff that is way beyond what I'm not saying you do. don't provide good service. There, okay. There's a difference there. Like, well, not, it's a public service that people need. This is definitely public service. Yeah, hand holding for their mortgage products. This is not like you're Carol. starting a, a church. Okay. You just so, started the show. Please. here. will start throwing them on, start throwing <laughs> them under the bus already. No, I'm not throwing him <laughs> under the bus. I'm being real about this. Like what, what, what like what is the, the, the purpose of the mortgage broker in society? And it's the same question like people face. No, no, seriously. It's the same thing as real estate agents. Like there's a a, a portion of the 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 population that thinks like they don't need a real estate agent. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, let's back up a little bit and see where this story started and where it ended right now, because it's like about to come to a, a, a major fucking crash into a seriously bloody wall, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, there could be some issues with uh, with all the fraud out there. They're gonna heads could roll on as the market comes down, right? <laughs> as prices come down, people are gonna look for why did this happen, and uh, I think I think that you have a good point there. But um, I mean, as for the 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 function that we do fulfill, like you come see me, I work with 30, 40 other lenders, so I can shop it for you. That's my expertise. So, so you don't right. have to, right? Right. Do you want to sit on the on hold with six banks to find out their rates, or do six applications? You know what I mean. You just you come to see me once, and then I do the rest of the work. Right. Um, or, so that, like, that, that is the function that air coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get me on the weekends, text, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you don't want to wait two days for the underwriter at the bank to get back to you. You just shoot me a text. Um, so I, that's the function that is fulfilled. But I do think you've got a good point. Like, why can't we just get that from the goddamn bank? Because the teller the who was doing RSPs the week before, right. and then they said, you know what? 
I'm going to get into mortgages. They shouldn't now have the a ones whole doing department, they right? They don't know what they're doing. But they should have like, like, uh, 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 they should be the brokerage. Like they should have a training program and they should like have salespeople and they should, all the mortgage brokers should be in the bank. But there's right. a, there's a secondary reason, right? It's because like a lot of people weren't getting the mortgages straight from the bank. It wasn't about going to shop rates. There was four banks. Right. Right. So, so like this incentive came in, it was like, Hey, I can like help you get a mortgage and I'm going to make some money off of it. Right. And this is of the course. whole system is like, it's just coming to a head right now where all the incentives are out of line with like reality right now. And yeah. pricing is crazy and interest rates are crazy. And people are relying on people like us to make decisions with the biggest thing in their life. Like it's yeah. really crazy what's going on right now. Right. And yeah. so by, by, I think by talking about it, maybe things could get better and somebody could have a good idea that might actually stick with people. But people, when I say stuff like this, they go bananas, like bananas. And the, the intent is not to poke the bear. Well, I mean, it's to poke the bear, but it's really just to shake the tree to like get some actual good fruit out of this thing, because we have a good thing here. There's a hundred or 200 cranes in the sky. Right. Like there's people want to buy. People want to move like we can't. It's like it's being. It's being stunted. Right. What, by like what this... is the demand right now, Mark, for, for mortgages? What kind of yeah. like the volume of calls you're getting today compared to before? Oh, it's is... so off. It's it's we're we definitely shrunk quite a bit. What do the calls even sound like? What do they sound like? Are people scared? Are they freaking out? Um, They sound like they always did. Um, I do get a lot more calls from people looking to lock in. They're wanting to know what do they do with these variable rate mortgages. Mm -hmm. um, my payments are going through the roof, stuff like that. And uh, I don't like taking those calls. I mean, obviously I have to, but I don't, those aren't enjoyable calls to take because people yeah. are stuck. They got advised on these variable rates and there's, there's just nothing they can do at this point beyond lock in and cut their losses. So it's, uh, I get a lot more calls like that than I did. What's so, the percentage of right now? So uh, purchases versus refinances compared to before? Very few refinances. Um, right. And especially since the, the rate hikes just started in relative terms, right? It's only been about six months. So yeah. I don't think that people are in the, they're, they're not at that point now where they're emergency refinancing, where they're just trying to get their, their debts paid off. Um, so they're not going to refinance into five, five and a half percent when they're sitting with 2% right now. Yeah. So refi waiting have... for the end of that term. Exactly. But exactly. are they risking refinancing at like 7% uh, six months from now? They did. They are. That's, that's, but they're not at the point where they're willing to take that risk, right? right. They're not, yeah. Things haven't gotten bad enough for them to be wanting to take that risk as of yet. So didn't, didn't you just say in your last video that people were kind of still roll, like hanging on to uh, previous um, pre-approvals? The pre approval yeah, but pre-approvals for purchases, not for not for refinance. Not for refinance, right? What's, yeah. Because best... everybody refinancing is like waiting to see what happens, hoping that like interest rates come down, right? Hoping they come down. Yeah. And your refis, that's where you take money out of your house, right? So you're not gonna take money out at five percent when you're paying two unless no. you have to. And that's why that's that's dropped right off. Yeah. Um what, there what... are a few that have gotten ahead of the game. Because they do, they are going to want to refi in a year, but they don't want to pay seven, eight percent, like you said. Um, but it's not like it was two years ago where everyone's jumping on the two percent bandwagon. Yeah, sure. Now, now those rate holds, right? So just try to 
to yeah. tackle one topic at a time. Yeah. You've got uh, people right now who still have their pre-approvals. They got their rates held. They got a fixed rate from less than 90 days ago. Yeah. Right. What yeah. is the, what, what is the best rate like right now, as far as somebody's still hanging on to it? So they got like a, a four and a half to five. It's like 175 bips away from today. You're like, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I still have people with 4.8. five-year fix that they're hanging on to right now and trying to buy a house and get to that closing date before yeah right 4.8 okay and that's within the next few weeks that one will expire so yeah can you imagine being desperate to lock in something at that right now holy shit yeah is that really though because when people so i had a guy come to me in february or march and he was talking about his rate hold and this was so important to him right and i remember saying to him like why are you so worried about this? I said, like, look at the market's correcting. You've got like, it was like right around the time it started. So it's probably March where I noticed things were dying off. And I was like, look, chill. Don't worry about your rate hike. Yeah. You might pay an extra 10,000 in interest a year, whatever it was, but you might be saving a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. It, it was a guy at the gym and I was dead. Right. Like it was yeah. just like, you know, not, I don't always give the best advice, but that time it was great advice right. and he didn't take it. You know, right. I saw him a couple of weeks later and he says, Oh, I bought this great house. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, but that right. was, that was, that was good advice at that time is you should not buy a house based on your rate hold, in my opinion. No, I agree with you. You should buy a house when it's the right house yeah. when the payments are right. When it's, yeah. when it's what you want, uh, your rate, it's a factor, right? And affordability is always a factor, but it's not the main factor. The main factor is, is it the right house? I think people make mistakes when they think yeah. about the rate instead yeah. of the right house. That's right. right. Well, but when you buy it in the last couple of years, let's say, and you lock in at a decent rate, and now in a year from now or two years from now, you're like, uh-oh, I was very responsible. I put 35% down. I got a nice locked-in rate for three years, and now, uh-oh, <laughs> my mortgage doubled. Even even the responsible people can get caught in that kind of a scenario or are going to if rates don't come down soon and fast, right? Yeah. And that's a lot of people. I mean, I don't know right. how many people, five years, if you bought something three years ago and you're in a five year and now all of a sudden, like, what the hell? What was the rate three years ago, though? 3%? 3%. It wouldn't have been over three and a half. So you're um, still looking at like five and a half, six, right? Or maybe yeah. if it keeps going at this pace, uh, seven, which is just fucking crazy. Yeah. So, but that that's the part of the market that I think might be a little bit more vulnerable, right? Well, I guess it's a whole fucking crazy deck of cards that's going to real like, this could be hmm. bad. It's not this just the really demand. It's, it's demand is there. It's a stupid we know people want to buy. Hikes. We know that they can't get as much mortgage as they used to. It's yeah. going to be the people who have got issues servicing that debt currently in their home weren't planning on selling and yeah. now they have to sell because their rates have gone up and they can't afford it anymore and they don't have an option to refinance or whatever right that's exactly it. well yeah. even your even if you have an option it's at a higher rate right like well that's what i mean they can't afford it right yeah so, right. Yeah. so then me, what let mark finish this go ahead i mean the ones that bought five years ago ten years ago um, they do have some options, right? Because house prices five years ago were still a lot less than they were even at the middle of COVID. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they do have some equity in there for now. Um, so they for can now. extend to 30 years if they had to. It's not ideal, mm-hmm. but they do have options to keep those payments lower. And again, for now. Um, yeah, for now. And that's okay, so that's not a, a good great point. option, so, but yeah. But, but going to 30-year mortgage, that's, that's an option. 
refinancing out a little bit to like pay off high interest debt. Exactly. Right. That's another option. So to kind of take the weight off your shoulders, which, you know, they'll probably end up in that same position again a few years later if they're there today, but at least it'll delay it. And maybe the market returns. Right. And the market can bail them out like it has for the last 15 years for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that so that is an option they have. The, 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 the ones that are really in trouble and the ones I get the calls from are the variable rate holders, the, the adjustable rate holders who recently bought. Right over the last yeah. two three years, yeah. so but, they but bought, and they're they're the ones feeling the the brunt of it because they bought with a very high uh you know uh, debt service ratio, they yeah. bought with a very low interest rate, and yeah. now as things change, their ratios are through the roof, and they're going, yeah. I don't know what I can possibly do to maintain these payments. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So so the advice from people a few months ago was like, if you had variable, like okay, it's going to get a little ugly for a bit, but don't worry because like you'll be okay at some point it'll balance itself out, right? Is that still what people are thinking? I'm, I'm on the more cautious side. Um, so no one but, knows if the rates are coming down anytime soon. They just, yeah. history tells us they're not. Um, the policy rate's still below the inflation rate. So, and that's hardly ever happened before in history. So it doesn't look like rates are coming down anytime soon. And anyone that says that they are, they're lying or they're ignorant. Mm. You don't, no one knows. So mm. I'm, like I said, I'm probably more on the cautious side of, of things because I don't want to see people lose their homes. Right. That's the, sure. That's, that's awful. So yeah. um, saving a few bucks on variable, it's not really worth it. If you have to sell the house. That's, yeah. that's the way that's kind of the prism through which I look at it. So looking at the big picture, you know, you have to analyze someone's situation and say like, okay, yes, right now this payment is um, hard for you to deal with. Maybe yeah. it's, it's a struggle for you and it's something that, you know, you're feeling a lot of pressure on, but over the next, let's say three years, you can, you can lock into a three-year term yeah. or you have to stay with that five-year term that the variable was on. Depending on the bank. So Depending you can lock into a shorter term or yeah. you have to take a, some of them want you to take a new five-year term. A new five-year. Okay. Let's say you got to so, do a new five-year then worst case scenario. So yeah. they say, look, you're going to need to start a new five-year term. Yes. This rate is hard for you to handle. And yeah, I know you can't, you know, go on holidays and do all the things that you want to do, but what if, you know, you do a little quick calculation for them and say, what if, if rates go up to here and they're sustained for two out of those five years, yeah. What what is your financial situation going to be then? What if you had to sell, right? Where exactly. where like this will be your payment? Is this something that you're going to be able to to work uh, through? Yeah. And if the answer is like no, then it's like okay, well that's the risk that you're taking by not locking in today. Yeah. Right. And they need to figure out what's what's best for them and their family and and what they can tolerate because there's lots of people on variable rates who could tolerate it. That's right. There is. They're not they're not all struggling. They're all they have no. small mortgages. They've got more income, low debt yeah. service ratios, additional income whatever, whatever, rent out the basement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's other people who are more vulnerable and most likely the people who bought in the last 24 months variable. And, it, and that's the big caveat with variable. Yeah, it's great. It always does perform better, but you have to be able to handle those swings. That's, that's, that's the caveat. Oh, that's that. really good advice that you just said there, Mark. Yeah. As it, it, and in his, history says that the terminal rate has to get above the rate of inflation before rates start coming back down. That's yeah. what history says. Yeah. And history says that variable rates over a five-year term will outperform fixed rates. Yeah. But you have to be able to tolerate the swings. That's right. Right? So that's, you know, those that's a knowledge I think people need to have. It's right? a lot of gambling. Sounds like a lot of gambling. Well, yeah, that's recent, certainly. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they There's... peaked in. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. They peaked in. I think it was June of 2021. Almost 50 percent of all new of all new mortgages were variable. Um, it was either wow. June or July. So, like everybody was going variable back then. Why? Um, because it was so cheap. I know, like, but that fixed so rate cheap. was so cheap too. Yeah, it was. It was like like two point two or something like that. I think that it was the when fall did they of, when did they when start like talking the about rates going up? When did they start talking about the quarter point hike? Was that around then? Around November, October, November. It was that were, late. Yeah, if, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. After Everground. Around Evergrande, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good. Uh, you talk a lot about a lot about China. I do. Yeah. Why? I mean, I love it. I just want to know why you're uh, fixated on it because I think it's amazing. They're the second biggest economy in the world. Um, yeah. We everybody talks about the U.S. because they're the biggest, but I mean, China's right up there. So yeah. what happens there matters here. Matters um, here. Yes. They're the world's factory, right? So if they if they sneeze, we'll feel it. It's it's the same reason that we always talked about the US for the past 70 years. Now we have to talk about China too. So I think that's where the obviously the US is still massively important, but China is too. So I I think and it's not often talked about. So I think that's where the the big changes in the world are going to come in the next five, 10, 15 years. And I I think it's um, the single biggest contributor to inflation. In my What's opinion, that? What? Uh, the the supply chain disruptions, the the sh- cost of shipping containers, like m- almost, I, I like yes, okay, fuel, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, like most of our food is local, all that kind of stuff. But if you look at as all the different items that were affected, like all these little tiny items and pieces of furniture and all these other things, most of it was because of the supply chain disruptions, right? All these extra costs that were having to be passed down to us were because of. Uh, issues that were happening over there. And and those issues are still present because of the uh, zero COVID policies, right? Their people are getting tested every single day. I think it was that mixed with the crazy fiscal policy of the planet simultaneously. So you lost all of the supply that was there because it got shut down, but the demand went through the roof because all of a sudden everybody's getting checks from, from heaven, right? Yeah, but China yeah, would have but, loved to supply us with everything we needed at the same prices and probably cheaper. Yeah, that's because not they would the say, point. Look, I'll make double the product now because you know everyone's buying, buying. But they had supply disruptions, and so all of a sudden it became more challenging and more challenging because they have no shortage of people over there to do the stuff. Like right. their population's a lot bigger than ours. It's crazy yeah. when you think about 1.7 billion. Like it's just such a massive amount of people, if that's the right number or not. But like that's insane to think yeah. about how many people there are compared to what we have. I think what's insane is that like there's very few people in Canada even talking about it. Like it's been over. It's been like a year. I mean, we did an episode almost a year ago on it because when I heard it, I was like, oh, man, like yeah. this is so big. It's going to re- like butterfly effect, like monster size. Right. Yeah. But very few people are even talking about it at all here as having uh, impact. But yeah. it's like. Just like you said, it it's so big and it's so messed up right now. And yeah. I, I like I just can't believe that more people aren't talking about its impact on, on Toronto, on Canada, like everywhere. It's it's insane how big it is and how bad it is. Yeah. And like if you don't go on your channel or like maybe like 
I don't know who else is talking about Peter Zion maybe is talking a bit about it. He's more on Russia, but like not too many people are talking about it. You're like on it all the time. It's awesome. And like with good info, how do you not get demonetized with some of the stuff you're talking about? Why would I get demonetized? I don't know. They don't like when you talk about China's inner inner workings and what's going on. Yeah, yeah I, I, maybe I'm censored there. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't have YouTube. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a VPN to use YouTube there. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's that. even been squashed. Most, most of the American websites are all are all banned. banned most, yeah. most of them, you have to have a VPN for them to access them. Wow. They have their own versions. Yeah, but, and what about your sources? Just just to give you my interpretation yeah. of every bit of information I get here about China, I do have some contacts in China. My my technically my stepmom's Chinese, and I've got you know other friends and stuff like that that I talk to. And I feel like there's a big disconnect between um, what's actually happening over there and the information we get from the media over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because there's a lot of things like you've got different fact factions over there that spread news to americans that's anti-communist and there's you know there's different things that you get here that you're not really too sure how accurate it is so how do you verify the info that you get or that you research um so i usually try to find at least three sources for one piece of information okay. um because i i think it was a couple months ago the there was those uh bank runs happening in i think it was Henan province yeah and it was all over social media that the tanks went in and then you couldn't find anyone that verified it. And it turned out to be a hoax. So mm. your point is it's quite right. You have to you have to really try to verify anything that, that's coming out of out of China or anything being portrayed by Western media. So mm -hmm. I do use a lot of Bloomberg, um, which I you shouldn't rely heavily on one source, but they're one of the they provide the most information. Mm -hmm. Um but then you it, if it concurs with what's going on on Forbes and the Washington Post, the journal. Um, even Al Jazeera usually has some good stuff on there as well. Um, yeah. They're usually pretty accurate. And the SCMP, um, the South China Morning Post, is usually a really good source of information over there. So Daryl um, and I uh, verify none of our sources. Nothing. Nothing we at all. We just talk and we talk and we talk. And whether the guest knows what they're talking about or we know what we're talking about, we're like, you know what? It's a no conversation. Really anyways. No, you know, but it's a conversation. Like, yeah. We, right. We don't proclaim to be the the, the fact source for the right. internet. But yeah. I, I actually talked about that tank thing, and then I heard it was a hoax, and then I heard that the hoax of the hoax was a hoax, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, <laughs> there's that's the internet in a nutshell right there. Much, right? Yeah. What yeah. the hell is going on? CBC so is a credible Canadian source. When they do these exposés, yeah. they are like, They're when, not... I, when I go to news, so I have an article from our team where they did, like, we sold this property, it was crazy results, and it was on CBC. So I bring that article with me to show people because... I know all these other real estate news media, they're all biased and they're trying to prove a point or whatever. But I'm like, look, this is not fill in the blank or fill in the blank. I said, this is CBC telling you how great of a job we did. It's real. I feel like right. CBC has that sort of credibility. No, Do we had 532 showings and 82 offers. Mm -hmm. Well, like, well, they have influence. I don't know if they have. Uh, what? They, like they run their government run network i mean sure but they're trustworthy whether they're all yeah, always right or not i mean super they're trustworthy. trustworthy yeah 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 i trust them so I, let's talk about the fraud the fraud guys again yes okay, let's get yes. back into talking this. about yes. trust that's what we're all thinking about right well i never protests, knew this i so never knew this mark i i i knew it was happening but i thought 
the people who called you. You said the consumers mostly called you. I blame the consumers. In my head, the consumers wanted this. They were trying to go and skirt the system. They knew what they were doing and that they were looking for mortgage brokers and agents to help facilitate this. In my head, those that's what I thought. But watching that news article or that um, expose makes me really like see that this is not a victimless crime, that these poor you know, new Canadians especially it's have been one taken advantage fraud of. though that's going on. Like what about the double ending and all the shenanigans on bidding? Like there's so many sure, things. Sure. This is the new one that we're focusing on, right? This one's big, Daryl. This one's this big. Is big. When it's you get crazy. when you go into a market like this, and then there's reasons we have a stress test. There's reasons that people have debt service ratios. There's reasons that the banking system is so healthy here in Canada. The whole point of when the Great sure. Recession happened was because of those type of loans that they were given out. This right. compromises our banking system big time. And I and I wonder to what extent. So, but it, that that whole expose was a witch hunt. Like they knew those guys were doing it. They knew, like they didn't go, if they went out to a thousand different open houses and they gave like a real good sampling, they, like they went right to the guys they knew were doing it. Like this yeah. is not, that, like there was a story, like they, they got her crying. Like there was so much bullshit and like, hey, make sure you say this at one point. And you got the guy going, looking at the piece of paper and talking to his wife and going, oh my God, it's like this double. Like these are lines that were fed to people. Let's let's not be naive. Like there was a story being painted here and it's not that it's not rampant, but it's not yeah. that, right? There's a big problem. And it every, like there's so many people implicit in this on on some level, whether it's on purpose or not. It's just like the blinders make us implicit. Right. This is this is a societal thing. It's not real estate. It's cars. It's like it's sofas. It's fridges. It's everything. Right. You go into Leon's and you're leaving there with something because you'll get credit no matter who the hell yeah. you are. Yeah. Right. And that's the same symptom. Right. Of the same sickness. It's you're right. It's like the consumer. Like, come on. Like you didn't know that there was a potential that like things would go wrong. You can't afford this. Like, what are you doing? Right. That's, that's like how much of the market I, I, I remember I said to somebody the other day, I was driving through like a new subdivision where I know every house is 1.5 to $2.2 million. And I would drive through going like, who the hell is buying all this stuff? Where, where are all these wealthy people? Because I look around and like, everybody's on the bus, right? Everybody's on the subway and everybody's crying. So who's affording all this stuff? And it's like it's that's it's the implicit scam that everybody's part of because everybody wants that fucking house. No, really. Appraisers, bankers, like everybody. It had to it, everybody had to be implicit for this monster thing to happen this way. And it's just incentives. Like it's like we're all incentivized to make money in our little piece of the, the puzzle. Isn't that what's going on here? Am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? I think you're, I think you're missing, I guess the point of it, which is yes, all those things exist, but by adding more buyers into the market, mm -hmm. we're creating more demand, making it even worse. Right. And sure. then making an, an unstable um, uh, pool of homeowners, right. Who can't afford the houses that they're in. So it compromises everything. So it's not. But that is that market... because we're bringing in more people? That's the problem. No, it's because of people giving away fraudulent mortgages. I mean, that that's 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 a huge issue. That's what they're trying to take out of. This is kind of like everything else. 
create more supply, you know, create a stress test, raise rates, you know, talk about, you know, financial literacy, all these different things. They're all these sort of microcosms of the market that are creating this perfect storm. This is just one little thing. Right. Here. That's exactly but what I'm an, saying. It's an easy thing to solve, right? It's an easy thing to be able to solve, which is to, you know, really put that, uh, put down the hammer on real estate agents and mortgage brokers taking part in it. Like that's yeah. why is that not happening? Rico, they go to the Rico building and they're just like looking up at the tower. Yeah, and like, right. hmm? Is that even the Rico building? Like, do we know <laughs> right. what building that is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's exactly it. The regulators need to crack down hard on these guys. These, like, there's gotta be jail time when they find out about this stuff. Absolutely. Um, that's a know, lot of that, people going to jail. Yeah. Well, a there, there lot should be. of people. Good. Yeah. 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 Good. good. Yeah. There should be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're in an open house and someone comes in and says, I'm new to Canada. I want to buy a house. And you're like, don't worry. We'll do your paperwork for you. Like, that's pretty slimy. Yeah. That person shouldn't be in business dealing with financial transactions. A hundred million right? percent. A hundred like, million percent. <laughs> but it's not it? him. It's not the agent. It's the system the agent is bred in, right? Like, you, you that guy on the phone from Home Life, really? Like, he doesn't know this stuff is going on underneath him. Like, come on. Like, and really like, and all these mortgage know. brokers, no, but all these mortgage brokers that own the brokerages, like that do thousands of transactions a month. They don't know this is going on. Really? Okay, fine. I mean, some brokerages obviously do, right? Right. Like it's, some do, some don't, but it's not disincentivized enough. It needs to be disincentivized. That's part of the system. The system right. has incentives and disincentives, right? Mm -hmm. If the incentive to make it all that money outweighs the jail time that no one's getting, then they're <laughs> going to do it, right? This is yep. the this is the real big problem, because and and at the start of the show you missed it, but like people will blindly follow someone that they trust into the biggest decision that they will ever make in their entire lifetime and then go, it was his fault. Yeah. So, okay, great. It's his fault. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, once you're down that path, there's no getting out of it. Right. I, I failed the test, Mark, at the beginning. No, of the you passed you the, the test. test. I think yeah. I failed the real test. And, and so, and so that this is the, the responsibility of the professional. Right. Like people are coming to us, yeah. not everybody. There's lots of people who like, you know, are, are checking every last little bit of paperwork and they're like scrutinizing, you know, my, 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 my job, just like on service, on, on, on contracts, on negotiations, they want to know everything, right. but actually most people, they just trust me yeah, and they say, get it done for me. You know, I want to get my whole soul for as much money as possible. You do what you need to do. And then, you know, let us know what we need to do. And, you know, on the buying side, you know, same thing, like, where should I go? Where should I look? Like there is a lot of trust here. Right. Yeah. And I believe that these these agents are breaching that trust and 100%. that it's 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 a really, really important thing. And I don't know what the answer would be in this regard, but I think it should be just like everything else. So when when uh, people didn't close on their um, 2017 deals, yeah. they had two big cases. One was about a $600,000 judgment. The other one was a $1.2 million judgment. So all the lawyers now when they're talking to their clients and they're saying, how do I get out of this deal? They're like, don't close don't that sucker out. because yeah. you're going to be. Right? Close and sell. We, Close we need and some sell. guys hung here. We need we need some like public hangings of like a few of the characters. We just saw it. 
We just saw it well, last night. No, we ha- we haven't. We it's, haven't seen it yet. So how can you comes, not hang them? <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be you know charges. It's gonna be prosecution. It's gonna be licenses. All that kind of stuff, so that people go, oh shoot, this is like I can't just say. And I want one case to be like, well, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. And you know, because you put those blinders on, you're getting you're getting your license at least taken away. Yeah. Like it is our duty with FinTrack and everything else. Like we're supposed to be reporting suspicious transactions. We're supposed to be out there for the government and uh, you know their eyes and ears on who's doing what proceeds of crime money laundering and terrorist financing act i haven't caught any terrorists yet but when the day comes i'm going to be ready you know well, and that's our job right does rico do secret shoppers because no they do they nothing do they only report on consumer uh complaints i had a consumer complaint the other day from rico right. so i sold a on house you to- yeah, on me. So oh, I, I think I we talked about in, this. Yeah. yeah, I sold a house in May. Do we talk about it on the show? No, no, no. Okay, so I sold a house in May. <laughs> and the guy was a real pain, the buyer. He's like calling me directly, all the stuff. He's got an agent. I don't even want to get too detailed into it because he's the kind of guy who would probably take this he's episode. He's watching. And, yeah, yeah, he's so watching. Regardless, whatever. It was a bad situation. He was a pain. His agent said he was a pain. Everyone thought this guy was a pain, but we got the deal done. He, he got the house. It's a beautiful house. He really paid a, a decent price for it, but there was a competing offer. And so he came in knowing there was a competing offer and bid whatever, and he was happy and everyone was happy. So anyways, I got a letter uh, two weeks ago that said he made a complaint to say, prove to me there was a competing offer. So we had to take all our documents to show, you know, there was an offer here, like everything was clean. It was perfect. And it was like, there you go. And, you know, we never heard it back from them. Right. So, um, but that's imagine how many people in that situation, right. How many people would have failed that test though? How many people yeah, would have... I hope not. I hope people wouldn't feel that. I know you that's... hope and you're a super nice guy and like but, all that stuff. But the reality is, is like how many people would have failed that? I'm sure test? there's some that could have yeah. that they would have failed at one point. Yeah. yeah. And imagine the repercussions of that percentage of people doing that on the scale of the Canadian market. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's 3% or 10% or 25%, whatever the percentage is, it's fucking people's lives up. And it's going to get bad for some people. And for some people, they're going to be ready to buy those houses and make a lot of money. That's the inverse of this whole thing. Because, right, These the evil inf- investors are all sitting there with piles of cash waiting for those people's lives to be destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot of money. They're waiting. They're just you, waiting for that bottom. They're going to swoop in. Are we seeing... Uh, more investors coming for mortgages with more cash in the deals or not yet no no investors i haven't heard from an investor in months in and months. before yeah. it was two three four times a week i was getting calls from them so just from my perspective i hear from lots of them and everybody really? every well i mean i'm not a mortgage broker or a realtor i'm a developer everybody right. like wants to make money right right and everybody's just waiting for like, where's the great deal? Where's the great deal? Let's go. Let's go. Where's the great deal? Where's the great deal? I want to put my money in something. I'm sitting on all this money, right? Because yeah. a lot of people made a lot of money in the last couple of years, yeah. right? For the, the inverse of all the people that are getting killed is there's a lot of people that killed it, right? Like yeah. they just made tons of money and they got nowhere to put it right now. Yeah. Right. Stock market is like, oh my God, you see yeah. what Tesla stock is at now? It's like 200 bucks a Tesla stock. And I know they split in three, but like, it's still insane. Yeah. Like all these stocks are getting pummeled. Tesla like beat expectations and like pumped out more cars than anybody. It was more profitable than ever. And their stock is down like 40% this year. Like the, the world's a mess. I don't know where any investor would put their money right now. 
yeah, I mean, what's safe? What? Bonds, what well, you're not going to make any money. Well, Everyone's I mean, been saying that in the comments lately. They've been talking bonds, about GICs and, GICs and trying to get 5%. into stuff that's more guaranteed. It's really not the worst idea, right? No, when I'm I looking look at, at a... what is my return going to be on any of my other investments here, it's like, I'm like, come on, give me 5%, <laughs> you know, yeah, like begging right. for it and trust about it. Whereas if I could just get a guarantee, like it really is most likely the best option for the next year, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the government bonds, you're only, you're only going to lose 3% of your purchasing power rather than cash. And that's kind of right. At this rate, at yeah, this rate, at this rate. Yeah. Mm. What a crazy, crazy, crazy world we're living in right now. It's like unbelievable. But I mean, you go to the mall and it seems like people have money and, you know, people are spending money. They go out to restaurants a lot still. I don't know if we're noticing a difference in London. I think in Toronto, I mean, God, the food is so expensive at these restaurants and the service and the quality is like downhill, like crazy. And yeah. It's a weird I, well, there, world. There's there's a lot of buyers out there. I'll pull up one of my yeah. There must um, be. I'll pull up one of my listings right now that I put on the market two days ago, and uh, this is in the east end of Toronto. So, um, but now might actually be a great time to buy if you can afford it at these rates. Because I mean, it can't get that much worse, right? There's a lot of upside. Can you can if you have a five year mortgage, can you refinance it in two years? Like, can you change the terms and get a better rate in two years if things come down considerably? You can, but you'll pay a huge penalty. You pay a penalty, yeah. Huge yeah. penalty. What yeah. kind of? What's huge? Depending on the lender, um, maybe twenty, seen, thirty grand if the rates seen, come down yeah. enough, and yeah, because yeah. they're going to want to get that money back, right? It's mm -hmm. they don't charge much if you want to refi from a low rate to a high rate. They're happy to take more money, but yeah, if they've got you in at five percent. You want to pay two? You're toast. You're toast. I, ju so, I just so checked. I just checked thirty nine showings on one of my listings in three days. How many offers? Uh, offers are next week next week 39 showings there's there's activity out there there's buyers so there's no there's no lack of people interested in buying yeah. so but we'll but we'll talk about multiple offers on our show and then you'll see people go on youtube and say hold on yeah there's multiple offers but there isn't really multiple offers like it's not that much and it's not like it used to be but like yeah. we saw 57 offers on a on a house the other day didn't we yeah, there was one. There was one house that had some why? crazy activity. So why? Why? Because I think there so is crazy? a lot of demand out there still, and you know people are worried about those rates. So back to what Mark was telling us, they're thinking. I think the Last message push. is out now, and people are more educated. They're going next year could be seven percent. I'd want to lock in at five and a half, and they're they're actively searching right now because the need. Remember, there was thirty people who made the offer on the house in February. Twenty nine people didn't buy. Twenty one yeah. person got it. What, those twenty nine people have been sitting on the sidelines, afraid of the market. And now they're going, oh, this doesn't look like it's getting any better. And now that I've lost 20% of my borrowing power and I've got a 20% discount on the house, I'm really just where I was in February and I was okay then. So I'm going to jump back in the market because next year, if rate, if the prices don't go down another 20%, I could lose another 20% of my buying power and it gets worse for me, yeah. right? And they need a place to live. So they're buying. Because the affordability is ebbing and flowing, right? One month prices drop so much and you still have the old rates. So affordability is great. You, you're scoring. The yep. next month rates are back up and you're back where you were three months ago. Exactly. So it's if not you didn't buy, for buyers. Yeah. So if you haven't bought, then what's stopping you? It could, as, as you say, it could get worse. Inventory levels. <laughs> right after the rate hike, we're, we're noticing, right? Like the week after a rate hike, right? We're noticing that there's a couple of people who still are hanging on to rates. So they're going to buy at higher prices. And then there's other people who are going to 
not buy. So the activity drops on the showings, but those prices kind of hang around for about a week. And then for the next several weeks afterwards, we're at a whole new price level now because everybody's dealing with the same rate. And it's been like, it's been like clockwork. Like those rates, they move prices down. They move prices down. And what we we looked at, we looked at when rates go up to six and a half percent, the difference between the two percent rate and the six and a half percent rate is a thirty percent reduction in buying power. Yeah. And we should be at a six and a half percent by January, based on what I'm seeing. I, I don't know what your opinion is on that, Mark, but if we're at five and a half fixed right now, yeah, I can see potential it. for six and a half percent five year fixed in January. So that'll be a thirty percent reduction in buying power, yeah. which will mean there's still another 10% to go in the market at least between now and the beginning of 2023. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree with you. We so, but six, when six, no problem. And when do they sit back and just watch what they've done and see what the results are? Do they do that? Or are they, are we waiting for 2%? Like they're just going to keep raising until we actually hit 2% and then we will have overshot by like what another 5% or something. They can't, this can't happen. They're, they're waiting to see um, when they've done some damage. They want to see that empl- unemployment rate go up. Unemployment. See, yeah, that's that's the big thing they want to see. Then they know that they're starting to, to do their jobs, right? How that's can you have happen. unemployment when you bring in like 285,000 people in Q2? When you're aiming for 410 the whole year, you brought in yeah. 285 and a quarter. What did we bring in in the first quarter? We're probably close to the 400 already. It's crazy. We haven't even reported Q3. <laughs> How many people are going to come in this year? But how can that how can that help what you're talking about? That hurts it. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a big difference between the central bank and the government, right? They're not supposed to work in tandem. They're not, and and they don't work together. I think the Bank of Canada a few few months ago said that they need to get the government on their side because they're working against the bank right now. It seems so, like all governments are at the moment. Like, aren't we? pumping England, yeah. like look at what just happened in the uk i mean yeah this is crazy and so like has do, do, do you think that anybody's ever built a model that as you're going into recession you're raising rates at record levels each raise like this is really not normal like is there a is, recession so you just said you're going we're going into a recession going into a recession like how i know that maybe well, technically 2015 we're we were going into a recession and then 2016 we were going into a recession yep. and then 2017 we were going into a recession when are we going into a recession <laughs> right? when like, they stop pumping money into the system and bringing new people it's, right it's they keep talking about it now it's like recession 2023 prepare for it you know all the all the videos it's like is it coming like i don't know i, I, think, I think technically we had a little one at the start of COVID. Like for a little period of Te- like two months or yeah, something. Based, based on one. the two consecutive quarters sort of yeah. definition. So, but we're in an economy where right now, like if you look over there, like there's a guy moving things around behind the <laughs> curtain all over the place, right? Like this yeah. is Wizard of Oz. Like, this, And everybody knows that that guy's there and we're all still like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I hope it turns into color or back to black <laughs> and white again. This is not good. No, but this yeah. is what's going on. It's like, what happened if they just, stayed out of the way like would the market really like just disintegrate or explode like are we not capable of regulating ourselves at all are they, you mean the like the central banks the yeah, yeah or like fix it three percent just leave it alone figure it out guys and let's chop off some heads if you go at three and a quarter like if you try and lend out at more than three percent like just fix the rate 
Does that make any sense? Like, would that make things like a little less volatile? I think we'd see a lot of short-term pain, like a lot of short-term pain. Um, but eventually the market would adjust once you get the, once you get external actors out of the market, ideally it adjusts and everything returns back to the, where it should be returns back to um, the equilibrium to, to where supply reaches demand. And you don't have helicopter money coming in, you know, as you say, like just pulling the levers in the, or making the, the puppets dance. Um, that's what's supposed to happen, but we're still built everything's built on this government intervention in the states in in canada in the eu in these central banks and the quantitative easing and the tightening and to remove all of that from the system instantaneously everything would change fairly quickly and there would be a lot of dislocation i think but i like yeah. your thinking i i don't know if i'm when, suggesting when to just drop it or put it right to that but i'm just saying like in theory if they didn't fuck with it right like right. I think the system would figure itself out. No, like well, in, in my head, if everybody is on an equal playing field as far as lending, that that would probably bring the rates down for the people, wouldn't it? Like you'd be competing now to get people's business, right? I think, but now it's like, it's all craziness. It's all over the board. You don't know when they're going to go. <laughs> Guess what? We're changing direction now. We told you we're going to go this way, but <laughs> boom. And now everybody's fucked. It's like, it, how can it work like this for much longer? That's why we're having protests. I mean, they may not, they may be misaligned and like stupid protests and from the wrong perspective, but like so stuff is starting. People are getting crazy. It's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like, this is bigger than the, the trucker protests potentially. Like it's just the beginning. A lot of normal people are going to be fucked soon for nothing, for nothing. And not because they got bad advice from a realtor. Yeah. This was what was the case two yeah. years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, right? Like it's, it's like this big collective fuck up and yeah. we just let it all get too far out of greed. All of us, right? Well, I don't think we solved the issues today on the show, but no. I know we talked about them. Daryl, I'd really like to thank you for being a guest on Mind and Mark's show today. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, we really appreciate having you. Thanks for having me. But uh, Mark, you were, you know, thank uh, the timing for this show today. I don't think could have ever been better, right? Because this is definitely an issue. This is what people want. Our thumbnail that we're just going to oh. nail it. We are going to nail this thumbnail. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I think the Home it. Life logo should be on the thumbnail, but I didn't <laughs> suggest that. All right. But something really, you know, something really catchy. Um but uh, we appreciate I, it. Mark, can we, can we do a little shameless plug here for you? Uh, where can people find you on your channel and contact you directly? So I'm on YouTube, Mark Mitchell, Mortgage Broker, London, Ontario. Um, and my website, LondonOntarioMortgages.ca or phone 519-860-2102. And, and you service all of Ontario? I do, yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Amazing. And yeah, if you haven't checked out his channel, it is not only informative, but he, there's a dry wit in the background that is like, unmatched the the, the uh, like i love it the little clips that you put in there do you pick all that like do you do the editing i do yeah yeah so like i oh nice like, sopranos like it's just so funny i love it i love it i appreciate your time sir it was great to actually like get to see you for more than six to twelve minutes yeah it was great talking to you guys too uh, yeah really fun you're doing on here right eh? thanks, perfect Mark. thanks for putting up with us thank you okay guys